everybody. Welcome to the Thursday show. My name is Paul Murphy, your host on the Frontline Gaming Network. I'm joined by Alan Pajama Pants. Welcome back, my man. What's up? And Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody. And yeah, I want to also welcome the baby daddy himself, Mr. Alan PJ Pants. How is fatherhood treating you, my man? I'm good. I just, I'm not used to these TVs yet. I'm just, I'm coming back. I'm trapped in here trying to oh. figure out how to get out. We have limped along with some folks kindly stepping in uh, to give us a hand these last couple of weeks, but we're very, uh, very glad to have you back. Uh, thanks for everybody joining us live. Thanks for everybody listening later on. Uh, let's hear some uh, chatter in the chat. What we're going to do is talk about some tournaments coming up on the weekend. We do that each and every week. And so if you like what you hear, uh, think about subscribing and coming back. Uh, we're going to be talking about Charity Hammer, which is an amazing event, already raising tons of cash for, uh, for worthy causes, and into the Hellstrom out of the UK this week. I'm really looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, two pretty cool events. The um, the Charity Hammer event, for those who don't know, is a well, sorry, it's a, it's a three day Warhammer extravaganza with some of the best players in North America and Canada conglomerate together in a bit of density. It is an invitational, but there is a two well, it's cost three days, a three day single elimination GT that happens and pretty much crowns the the King of Charity Hammer that year. And man, it is a stacked event. Once we get into it, you will see this thing is an absolute Shark Tank murderer. Oh, uh, definitely. Call it. A murderer's row of folks, but it's for a good cause, and it's it's neat to have you know buddies coming up playing you know playing for these things and raising money, and we'll talk about the cause in just in just a bit. But uh, yeah, this is this is neat. They do it. They've done it now for what is this second or third year? Uh, third, number three. Yeah, they did a three. they did a mini one um, during COVID, just a local one, but they're you know trying to raise money once again. Um, but yeah, they couldn't naturally because of all the lockdowns and the borders, they couldn't get that super crazy density that they would come to expect. A lot of these games will be streamed throughout the weekend, and so if you're curious to see who's playing who and how the, some of the stuff shakes out that we're talking about, you can probably catch one of those games. We well, catch a lot of those games. So, uh, firstly, they're all streaming live over on Twitch, BiffPod, Canhammer, Frontline Gaming streaming as well, as well as Art of War, all going to be live streaming different tables, different games, and a lot of really quirky games. Like they've got a little RTT going with four Orc players just playing off to see who's Orc, who's the biggest war boss for the event. Um, I think that's really cool. They've got the tallest guy at the event versus the shortest guy at the event. So that's I think that's Thomas Bird playing Ultras <laughs> versus Chester playing Drakari, which I think is just hilarious to do that kind of stuff. Um, and it should actually be quite a good game on top. So, But the GT starts uh, tomorrow. And uh, starting from, I think it's 9 a.m. Pacific is our first game. And that's just literally going to be single a limb all the way down to the finalists playing off in the last game. I think it's happening on the Sunday for you guys. Um, but I, I don't have those times. So please go over to charityhammer.com. Um, you'll, you'll find it up on whatever, just Google Charity Hammer. You'll find it there. Jump on, find the, the, the schedule and tune in where you feel like tuning in, guys. Yeah, it's awesome, and the the fact that it all like, they're raising so much money for charity is amazing too. Paul, how, how, you mentioned that they already reached a certain amount, and it hasn't even started. Yeah, I think what well we got that in the pre-show. What is I think something like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars already been ra been raised. That right. is impressive. It shows the generosity of the people. It shows the good goodwill of the folks, and I really love seeing our community as a whole come together for things like this. This is one of the things that happens during the year, where you know people do contribute to something like this that are that are going to the to, to, to showing the community spirit rallying around these types of things and still celebrating our hobby really proud to see it happening really glad to talk about it yeah me too i think it brings a lot to when we speak about the maturity of our community that we can do things like this we can put on altruistic events you know for the enjoyment of the players but to the benefit of of the people in the community and i think this is a, a great indictment of where our community is at that we can put things on, on like this hell three years in a row great indictment for the, well, the biff pod crew well done to them 
and the stakes for this event aren't very high. People are obviously going to be having fun with their playing. So what, but we're highlighting it because we know them and this is for a great cause. Let's These talk about what pretty competitive people though, Paul. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. 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 There's definitely some Dragon bragging rights and some pride <laughs> involved in this. Like I, I completely admit that. The list of freaking savage, which is kind of like it's got it's got four of the top ten in attendance, and they're all bringing utter savagery. So we have to talk about it. Yeah, well, what, what what do they got? What do we have in there? Um, so quick and dirty stats. First up, so it's a thirty-two player um invitational, you know, single elimination. We got only two admec, sorry, two hive mind, six orcs, five marines, two sisters, four chaos, one custodes, one necron. Um, what's interesting there is. Only two admec. I think they've done a little bit of self-regulation um, there, because I know a whole one of them were going to take admec, and then it was just going to be an admec on admec snorefest. So instead, a bunch took orcs, and a bunch took drakari. And it's really interesting. So only two admec, but five drakari, six orcs, for only five marines as well. So there's less marines than orcs, and only same marines as drakari, which we haven't seen yet. Usually it's like double triple anything else is what marines have as a conglomerate as a whole what do you guys think of those stats well when you're going to be doing some streaming and you want to kind of curate the the list you see and everyone knows you know every this is not something what they're bringing you might see a little of that at this event that's why i said you know we're, we're not really analyzing this for the competitive side of it but more of mm -hmm. just the uh just seeing getting the getting in a window in the mind of some of these players but but with all that said I think we're going to see fewer admec appear in in saturation because people are going to be taken against it. I think in this case Very we probably true. have a few less admec and they switch to playing orcs because they're fun. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I think at on. tournaments we're going to see these Drukarian sisters start to bubble back mm. up. Yeah, I'm super excited Absolutely. that orcs did not get the uh, orcs did not get the same codex that admec did, and I'm very happy for it because look at the you know the representation of you know, orcs now versus admec and the, the overall opinions about admec players and admec play and how, how it's crazy advanced and how it's too much. Mm. I like that orcs are competitive, secretly competitive, I would even say. Um, and, uh, and, and, and most likely not going to be the next thing everybody chases and probably not going to get super nerfed. So I'm really happy about all of that. I hope they actually get a buff. I'd love to see DACA weapons become, you know, assault plus the DACA rule. That'd be really nice. Oh, well, a lot of people are a lot of people are speculating. We got the um. Well, we've seen the pattern so far. You've, we got we got the Drakari book. Then we got a supplement buffing a portion of Drakari. We got the Sisters book. You know, something buffing that Admec book. Same again. So we got the Octaria su um supplements coming out. The whatever campaign you want to call it. And people are assuming that's going to have some orc goodness in there. And there are some obvious emissions from this orc codex. Like there's very little horde support. There's very little green tide esque support. And I'm of the opinion that's where it's going to be. It's gonna, there's going to be like a goth specialist attachment in there, and it's going to be, hey, here's here's how you take your hundred boys, slap them into a super unit, or here's how you take a hundred boys with some morale manipulation or whatnot. Because yep. that's really what's that's really the the glaring emissions from that codex. Uh, well, look, speculation aside, uh, I think the Codex has some legs of its own, and I'm looking forward to seeing what people do with it. And this is uh, in a in a in a tournament like this with all these known folks uh there might be elements of their list even if the you know little, little easter eggs or whatever little things you could take away mm -hmm. and and build some archetypes out of 
yeah, look, Orcs still have a lot going for them, and they're, they're very well poised into the current missions, into the current meta, their MSU, they can really do some trading up, they have a bucket load of attacks. You talk about the reasons why Repentia are good, you know, Orcs can, Orcs can operate on the same metrics, they still they still get died with Stiff Breeze, same as Repentia do, but they still go in there and get the work done before they pop. Um, and so if you're working at them like that, you can still get a lot of mileage done. And there's some crazy good units, some sneaky, sneaky, sneaky units there. Daka Jets are phenomenal, um, Defcopters are off their guts, Commandos are just ridiculous ridiculous value they're only one point more than a boy one point more guys and they get like three premium special rules on top of what a boy does i think they're phenomenal that is so what about what hive two hive mind list and four chaos alan that's got to get you jazzed i i i can't be more excited about the chaos I've just i've missed the noise marines i've missed talking about it i'm glad to be back today to just make sure i go through some chaos stuff that's why i wanted to roll out that that invitation uh, to talk about the chaos uh, and, and mention noise marines before we got too deep into this. Oh, we're going to mention them a few more times. <laughs> For sure. Um, and it's some interesting people who are not playing chaos. Like Mark Perry's at this event. He's playing orcs. That is a, that is a chaos player. He's a chaos and orc player, but he's, you know, he's a chaos and orc player, you know, well, chaos, big orc, small. He and is an orcs. aggressive player. So, and I mean, the aggressive well. play style. He is, mm. he, he loves to push, uh, models across the table into your face and orcs they do it just as well if not is uh, are better than a lot of armies but certainly just as well mark perry is the best friend i never met you know he's running noise marines he's got all the chaos stuff going on he's playing the orcs he looks kind of like an orc uh, as much he as does, a human yeah. being could and uh i think i hope he does really well i hope he has fun too which is most important He's a pleasure to play against. The, the several times I've been able to play against, he's in my region and things. It's always a, a pleasurable game. But I, I sometimes I look at his list and I know lists. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, uh, okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love it because he always has success, you know? And so mm. that's, uh, that's, that's uh, what's going to be fun to watch and see how it plays out in these events. Well, I didn't actually put it on the run sheet, but there is one chaos list that we should talk about from this event because this is a essentially a first press live in the wild bellicor list and i think this might be something alan and you guys might want to talk about Ooh. so this list this list comes from zachary nelson i'll quickly run down what's in there so disciples of bellicor already said that single battalion detachment that's the whole list which i think is somewhere where you can get a lot of power here for for chaos players because they still have a hell of a lot of power in their stratagem section but you, you got to dilute it down a lot with how many cp you start with because you got to take at least two detachments to get a swathe of good options. Starts off with Bellacor in the HQ choice, as he must. Then he's got the Contorted Epitome and a Changecaster. In his elite, he has two units of Beasts of Nurgle, an eight-man and a six-man, one unit of 10 Cultists, one unit of 10 Brimstone Horrors, one unit of 23 Bloodletters. Um, <laughs> then he has five Chaos Spawn, five Chaos Spawn, and three Obliterators. And that's the entire list. 23 Bloodletters? Yes, 23. 22 and a sergeant with a, an icon instrument and a banner of blood that might just be the hot that's why he's like okay i did i crunched the math that's how much it takes to guarantee kill five you know intercessors blade guard whatever and he's just zero well, that's you, you had or you eight, eight points extra. left to spin yeah or no he <laughs> yeah, needs a yeah. couple extra so after overwatch he's still at 20 so he gets still at 20 one. yeah spot on brother spot on well that's um, it it's like what what section of the board can i wall off how can i deep strike what's my footprint or or whatever that's the level of play that comes into some of these things and and maybe 23 is that and 23 uh very important number number to the universe if i remember he might right. be a so. big fan of michael jordan we have no idea 
<laughs> but what do you guys think about that? Because he's taking a lot of durable elements. He's got two units of beast, two units of spawn. He's trying to double down on just surviving on stuff, and then having a little bit little surgical stuff like the double shooting obliterators, like the um, the bloodletter bomb, and like stuff like the epitome and bellicor to kind of well, the, of course the epitome is going to lock you in with beasts of Nurgle, so they stay there long enough to churn through you with their decent but not great attacks because of lack of rend but then he's got stuff like you know change caster for a couple of smites plus the contorted mini plus bellicor can do some mortal wounds but it's really only one shooting element in this entire list and that's what gives me a little bit of pause in some of the matchups that can like well it, it, it gives me pause versus admech he has good no. defensive profiles versus admech but i just don't know how he clears quickly he can deep strike you know with with, some, with things that are important and i and i yep. think what he's counting on is that bellacor is going to be that distraction carnifex is that like people everyone's mm. going to shoot at bellacor one well, cuz he's gorgeous and you and, and you have to you can't let him just run around the table and do things you give it like stop that bellacor but what that's doing is giving a time for these other units to choke the field and then right when you're you've exposed yourself to move to get anything everything in position to get targets on bellacor Biggity bam comes down with some obliterators and starts wrecking mm. shop. Exactly. Or he can start the obliterators on the table and use the power to keep them untargetable. Just yeah. walk them up, double shoot them from right from the off, which I think is a really good way of doing it, especially killing stuff off like, I mean, they're kind of the perfect profile to kill stuff like Cerberus Raiders. The, you know, all you need to do is just vets them and they're wounding them on twos um, with, you know, by six shots each. Technically, you only need one one obliterator to kill, you know, a unit of three service raiders pretty efficiently. Yeah. And on top of that, Bella, it gives good mileage for Bellacor's full rerolls um, for his warlord trait because he's got, I think he's got though, a chapter master warlord trait. Going one battalion though, he's got enough CP to get fancy in the early rounds of the game, and that's what I would advise in that situation. Well, depending on what you're playing against, right? Because these those are some of the things. There's a lot of things we cannot choose in the beginning of the game anymore. But how you spend your uh, mm. some of your CP in deployment, you can. Well, this is what people are saying. I'm probably Alec can speak to this better. Um, no, it's, uh, what people are getting excited about about, about Bellacor is that no actual thing in the game gives you access to the same depth and density of stratagems as Disciples of Bellacor does. I'm probably Alec can speak to that better. Like, how many pages of uh, stratagems does this book have open to it? This is yeah, it's this quite a bit. Rather. I mean, Disciples of Bellacor are a lot of stratagems, but I don't know. I feel about as. Uh, Confident in that army as a tarot card reading at 4.30 in the morning after a long bender. Um, so I don't know if I really put my eggs in that basket. But, uh, mm. but I mean, if you want to play Bellacor, I, you know, I can't, I, I can't really get too much behind the list. I think, Adam, you pointed out a lot of really good, um, you know, ga gaps in the list and the approach and, and the inefficiency or the things that he's lacking. I know Paul is being very optimistic in the sense of, you know, extra CP and being able to play around. Uh, some of that, but um, if I was playing Bellacor, honestly, I'd be having fun. I'd have a Bloodthirster, a Great Unclean One, a Lord of Change, gotcha. and a Keeper of Secrets, and Bellacor, run all five, and have a merry, merry day. That's Unfortunately, I, I don't think those things can join the Army of Renown. So oh, no, they they can not, but yeah. you can just play a regular Army and just take do, all yeah. five of them, and you yeah. don't need that Army. I mean, that's what I would do. If you're going to go have fun, let's have fun the right way. Um, all monsters. So jumping into some of the luminaries of the scene attending this event, um, we have, like I said, four of the top 10 in the ITC attending. We have John Lennon, who's first playing Sisters, exactly the same list he played at um, Lone Star Open. He's just sticking with the good thing. Proven. That's going to be... Exactly, but the thing is, it's not proven against the Orc Codex, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it goes through that pile of interest, interesting interactions. He's got uh, Brad, Brad Chester in fourth place playing Drakari, Nick Nardavati ninth place playing Drakari, and, you know, sticking on theme, Anthony Vanilla ranked 10th playing Drakari. So, 
Like, John's like a lone island sitting at the top of the pile, not playing Drakari. Obviously, he knows something I think these other three gentlemen don't, and that his list is sisters are quite good into Drakari now. Um, but yeah, I, w- I want to know how these guys do into orcs. They've got six orc players here. Um, well, was and- there any tech? Do you have access to their list that you can see? Was there any teching uh, in their Drakari list? Because the Drakari have depth. I mean, as we saw, we saw more mm. shredders come in. Our yep. shred, you know, shredders work seeming like it'd be a good weapon against orcs as well. Absolutely. So we went over Brad Chester's list for Frogtown last weekend, and he's taken essentially the same list. And Nick Nanavati is is a very interesting list, uh, very rack based. But I pulled out Anthony Vanella's list in tenth place because he's a gentleman whose list we haven't really looked over yet, and I thought we'd give him some eyeballs. Yeah, um, let's do it. Starts off with a Dark Tape Demantis Patrol, has Drizar, a unit of racks, two units of three Kronos, which I think is still mwah, where you want to be if you're playing Dark Tape Demantis. Um, then he's got another patrol. This one is Cult of Strife. It has a Succubus, um, a unit of nine Hecatric Blood Brides with a Shardnet Impaler. Oh, sorry, it must be a 10-man. It's got a Shardnet Impaler. Um, a five Incubi, a unit of Hellions. This looks like it's a 10-man. Uh, then he's got another patrol. This one is... I actually... I've accidentally deleted this, so it must be... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I'll run it down. It has an Archon, has a unit of Trueborn with what you'd expect, two Blasters and the Dark Lance. Then he has uh, another unit of Incubi. This one's a big one. This is a nine-man unit of Incubi, which we don't see all that often. Then he's got another five-man unit of Incubi. So that's three, two fives, and a, and a nine. Then he's got a unit of Scourges with, like you said, Paul. It's got a Shredder unit in there. And then one, two, three, four Dark Lance Raiders. If I had to hazard a guess, I'd say this is either um, Poison Tongue or um, Black Heart, but I'll go and double check while you guys take some. Is that points. you think that nine man though is is to, to give some consideration of transport capacity maybe, or is that just a, you think it's a points choice? What do you think, Alan? Oh, sorry, I was th- I was going to tell you it was a Black Heart most likely. It is, it is Black Heart. <laughs> so the, the, the nine the nine man's really interesting, and I think that's a concession to things in the wider meta. So things things with a huge uh, wound density that five can't just go straight through. And if I had to guess. I think that's for twenty. It's it's going into twenty um to twenty um Skitari. It's a unit that will just pick yeah. up twenty in combat in in one go because yeah. the five mans won't do it. And if you're playing into the the veteran cohort, which we're going to talk about a list that is five incubi that go into a veteran cohort and kill like eleven of them, uh, they could just die in on the return attacks when they've got three attacks each from the veteran cohort unit. And so you really want to go in and kill them all in one bite. Same as Necron Warriors, you want to go in kill the whole thing in one bite. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's why that unit's there. I would agree 100%. I mean, they're in the Raider. They're trying to deliver that unit and do the maximum damage they can upon entry. And uh, the Shredders, actually, I don't think they're really great against Orcs because I don't, I, don't, I don't foresee them doing very much against the Orc army, but I do think they're good against Mechanicum. Yeah, me I, I think they're great yeah. against Sisters. I think they're good against other Dark Eldar. So I think so, they're good yeah. in those matchups. Why, why don't you think it's the Orcs? Do you think the Orcs just maybe aren't taking our, fat units? Yeah, yeah in our brain... Paul, me and you, when we think orcs, we think these big blocks of 30 yeah. boys, and we think a lot of guys on foot, and that's no, that's no longer orcs. Um, anybody cool. playing boys is you're, – you're in the past. It's not well, a list anymore, really. I, I don't anticipate to see those be very competitive. I think orcs will move into more of an MSU approach, hmm. and you'll see a lot of vehicles, a lot of you know units that are trying to, trying to take – uh, take board control at commandos or storm boys coming in from Zerv, yep. and they're all yep. min units just doing msu type of stuff that's probably so, going to be the future uh, yeah i'm exactly right I've, I've seen one large unit of orcs being thrown around here and there by some big orc players some people talking about one unit of 30 boys to just go ham turn one try and pick up because they can trade up they can pick up 60 skatari if they connect right you know got 30 goth boys just go crazy but the one i'm hearing talk about most is 20 beast snaggers 
And for the similar reasons, it's smaller, you can hide it better, has that better strength than the regular boys, still has that toughness bonus as well. A little bit better in combat and way better stratagem support. Like, yeah, I so can see, many better stratagems. I could see the Beast Snagger Boy unit. Uh, the boys, there's just no delivery pattern. So even with exactly, Goth Boys, yeah. like, the jump is now a seven. You have to roll a yeah. seven. There's no way around yeah. it. There's no pluses. There's no changes. Beast Seven's Snaggers, a tall order in today's psychic world. Yeah, and really, it's yeah. only going to be good on turn one. And then after that, you're like, meh. Do I really I need just call it? I, yeah, I can just call a wire and just I can just call a wog. I'm mid-board. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. they're alive, even. Um, but Snaggle Boys hiding in a ruin, jumping out and getting something and tar pitting it with the strat, that is very interesting because they can hold mm. things in combat. So not a bad unit uh, of 20 for sure. Yeah. So so back to this list, boys. Um, so what I'm seeing here is I'm seeing one unit of Treeborn with the, the two blasts in the Dark Lance, the concession for the chickens is what I'm seeing there. I'm seeing the big unit of Incubi, the concession for the the um the twenty man Admech blobs. I'm seeing the Scourges also for the Admech blobs. I'm I seeing agree. a unit of I'm seeing a unit of ten Hellions, which is a harassment unit. Do you know what Tell Hellions do? They're very, very, very good at doing a flyby on a Skatari Marshal and icing that boy. Um <laughs> same thing for the the Blood Brides. Go into twenty guys, they don't kill them in one hit, but they don't die in return and then they lock you down. Um so yeah I'm seeing a lot a lot of Admech um concessions here with the exception of the chronos i think the chronos are the secret uh the secret um, I, I was just pulling them up seven yeah. wounds toughness six three plus save uh with, the, with some upside that's my anti-orc unit if you're a, if you're a drakai player that's the anti-orc unit there's no real orc unit that can charge that and think they're going to make it with enough strength to hurt the toughness seven chassis once they get through the overwatch they're actually kind of savage in that matchup i think they're really good uh do the chronos have any other kind of sp no they don't uh the spirit probe yeah, so they got right. they got the they got the flamers inbuilt, which still get the dark technomancer's bonus, and then they got their um strength five blast, I believe, and so the plus one to wound and gives over the strength five limitations versus the toughness five on the orcs, and then they actually don't have a they don't have an insignificant amount of attacks when you get into combat. They're not great, but they don't they're not they're not a tiny drop in the ocean. And I think when I look at this, I think this is a really well constructed list. A lot of thoughts gone into it, and it's really taking the best of. It's actually just taken the best of everything. One of, one of the best of everything, except for the Kronos having two units there. What do you think, Alan? I agree. Yeah, I think it's a very well thought out, very well fleshed out army. Um, you know, I, you know, obviously we wouldn't have seen this back in the day when Dark Eldar was just how many flamers can I fit in my army? Um, but uh, but post FAQ, you know, in a balanced codex, I think this is a really good approach. And and honestly, the the best thing is that it's kind of easy for people a little bit right now until orcs kind of get going. Um, what's good against Admech is good against sisters. So you're, you're kind Spot of on. in the same ballpark um, with mm. those two. And, uh, you know, you're seeing flying vehicles in both. You're not seeing too many, but you're seeing some, you know, in, in both lists. You're seeing a lot of troops out and about in both lists. You, 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 obviously, the interaction is a little bit different with one being more about closing the distance and the other one more yeah. about being shooting. But overall, the approach that you're taking, you know, anything you have that's good against one is good against the other. And we'll see what happens mm. with orcs. Orcs is going to be interesting. But I think uh, this list is definitely tooled. Uh, for for Admac and for Dakari, I don't I don't mm. think that uh, Anthony is really thinking about orcs right now. But I think he, those two, he's definitely he's definitely have a he has a game plan for him. Yes, yeah, but on another one. It, it the fact that he's diversified so far makes him quite good in the mirror match. He hasn't warded himself down and let him, like one person of his army get isolated in the mirror match and just taken out. Like I actually, I actually really like the big unit of Incubi in the mirror match. I think it's really, it's, it's quite yeah, awesome. He's a true toolbox in the mirror yeah. match, right? So he mm. can, he can figure out exactly how he wants to, to, to do that work. But, um, but yeah, I think it's really good. 
Beautiful. Um, we have another list to talk about here. This one is the one I'm dreading. This is the list I've been waiting to see, waiting for it to rock up. I've been thinking, how many how many more weeks do we get before we have a true veteran cohort build-around list? And this list is being taken by Danny McDevitt from the Frontline Gaming Network. And it is a list of utter savagery. Um, so this is going out of the, the Book of Fire that has the upgraded uh, Skitari in it. Yeah. And he's he's gone deep into that rabbit hole so he starts off with a battalion it is of stygies it's a stygies battalion guys already off the beaten track but this Stig- stygies are not bad like you can you can, honest, you can it's got a it's got uh sorry adam you no, cut out for a second dude, start i, I mean stygies go, go are phenomenal yeah. yeah i mean they're a close second they, they, stygies, I mean, they, they, are fun- yeah. they, they when you're looking just pound for pound power at lucius versus stygies Lucius is a little bit easier to play. It has that ad, that overt advantage. There's nothing covert mm. about it, and 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 Stygies is just one hair behind it. And so, yeah, let's hear the list. Agreed. And yeah, this thing is insane. So it's got you know the 19 Skitari, you know the 19 uh, sorry 19 Rangers, you know the 19 Vanguard, nine Infiltrators, nine Infiltrators, ten Rust Stalkers, two Iron Strider Bellastari with Las Cannons, two more with Las Cannons, and a single unit of Service Raiders. And do you want to know how this works? This works. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing Stygies, and I'm going to infiltrate up my um, infiltrators. Turn one, just going to deploy them on the line nine inches away. If I go first, you lose. If I go second, I spend some CP and I deploy them back with Stygies. Um, it is terrifying what this thing can do to you. Um, Alan, any got any hot takes? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I also love the fact that uh, whenever you move your hands, uh, it actually causes with limitations and that's where your camera starts to bug out so like you have a tendency <laughs> oh. to speak like an italian so you're always like this for some reason in yeah, australia i, do, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what's going on so it's pretty that, hilarious by the way i'm just like okay, okay. hands hands are staying flat on the table um, <laughs> yeah. um but uh but um yeah it's just the fast motions you know adam your, your hands are the only thing faster than your mouth um but the uh the, the, the list is is what, what can i say i mean it's broken it needs to be fixed mm. It's 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 the worst. I don't know how it got past playtesting. You're you're 100 yes, correct. You're 100 correct. If it goes first, I don't know what beats it unless you have nerglings or commandos or something that is creating some buffer space. And even then, I you need like serious terrain or a very 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 good army that has 999 points in reserves mm-hmm. and the other 1,001 on the table. And you're. Your, all your points and reserves are really what does your well, damage, I guess. How, I how do you take the guts out of this list? You know, do, mm. do if you just if you take out the character some way, if you pack a bunch. And look, I actually got asked recently, should I be taking eliminators? And I told them, I don't think eliminators are the best choice right now. I think you you need to be focusing on things that that can take out, um, you know, things like the islands, uh, the iron star, uh, iron striders, or things like land speeders, things that people will be taking to take out mm. the iron striders if you're not playing into that into you're not playing one of these these lists or whatever so what what do you think people can do to take the guts out of something like this to really impact them in turn one or two to where they cannot make as much war as they hope to do okay so there's there's a bunch of different sets of problems here but that this that this army brings to you and that's kind of the way people are seeing as it's overwhelming the first and foremost everything in the entire army has a five plus invulnerable save every single thing so the same problems that you have taking for and dealing with demons you can apply somewhat here um to a different extent but you also come into the limitations of this this thing is uh light cover 
pretty much uh, all game um, if you want it to be because of being stygies and being far away. In addition to that, the rangers, the teched up rangers have that uh, as standard if they don't move and blast doesn't work against the vanguard. So either take blast and kill all the rangers and go after the infiltrators with it and ignore the vanguard because it doesn't work there or do the opposite. Target down the Vanguard, target down the stuff that's going to be close to you and don't worry about it. But I think people actually need to hone in on little bombs. And I'm talking about little bombs as in like five-man units of Repentia, small things of Arco Flages, three-man units of um, Blade Guard, maybe. I don't even think they'll do it. Maybe it's five-man units of Vanguard Vets or um, four-man units of Sangard. Little bombs that'll go in and trade up into these units of um, Infiltrators and uh, Rust Stalkers because they're going to be on your front door literally from turn one. They'll be on your front door. So you need to be prepared. Otherwise, you're going to get swamped and absolutely destroyed. And the issue is you have to deploy so far back. You have to deploy so far back in your deployment zone to stop losing turn one um that they just win the objective battle because once they get there even if you get past the 30 skatari going down your throat you've got 80 um infantry with five with with cover everywhere and five up involved on every objective by the time you get through the front ranks i'm not sure if i have a great solution but i can actually think of a couple of things that can do really well here and one of them starts with n and ends with oys and alan wants to talk about it yeah. Uh, you need uh so you need uh access to mortal wounds so so i mean guys access okay mortal wounds will kill the vanguard you need mortal wounds to kill the vanguard because that's that's key they're, 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 they don't they don't care about blast they got saves mortal wounds get through all that nonsense then higher high volumes of damage to firepower that ignore cover are fantastic against everything else in the army and then the Blastmasters are good against the vehicles. I don't know. Is this like a what, what are you what are you thinking, Adam? Is this a double contemptor, double uh, de- decimator, twenty noise marine in a pod kind of army that needs to be, needs <laughs> well, to be hitting this? I was actually considering <laughs> like so. Another thing I was considering is just like five man units of Zerkers with like a a fight's last applicator would be. Oh yeah. Small- okay. Yeah. That's. 100%. If you have a fight's last, then all those little bombs, you don't need all like tons of little bombs. You just need yeah. one giant commitment. Yeah. And then everything fights last and you kill everything. That, that, exactly. that would work too. That's the other way I could think about doing it. Um, but, you know, he's got three, you got three of these and you can expect there to be three of these bombs. And do you know what else is terrifying there? All the, all the rangers and vanguard, especially the vanguard, they give you minus one toughness and can have three attacks each. And so they can slap you too. Like it's actually kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but they don't um, want they don't necessarily want to get close to you and you want to you want to take the you know, when you get there you want to weaken them before that even really matters. Although that mm-hmm. is a factor. It's really when you when you get to use that oh sorry your neg one toughness and so I am going to just kind of punch you down with the breeze rifle butts. Yeah, yeah. it's actually yeah, I'm not even looking at that Adam because I think you you nailed it on the head earlier with the little bombs analogy. Cuz yeah. you're talking about what the Vanguard can do or what this can do. I don't even care. Like the way I look at it is I need to be strategic and hit you first with everything I have. Everything I have has to hit you before you hit me, trade yep. up, and that's the only way you can win this. Because the moment exactly. I, I'm done hitting you, I'm dead. Whatever I yep. put at you, it's dead right after it's done. Yep. So, so that's how I'm looking at it. Like, that's why I like four berserkers because you get two times the attacks. Exactly, dude. Corn berserkers with a fight last applicator. Mwah. Love it. When they when they get to fight twice, or help, you know, three CP, fight a third time if you freaking got her. Just do whatever you gotta do to get the job done. And uh no bomb there when you're when you're finished. I'm just your saying, Adam, I think I think we can fit a noise marine unit, two contemptors, two decimators, and some corn berserkers all in an army. Yeah, dude, one one rhino with two units of five zerkers in it and then a fight slash applicator hanging around behind on like 
like a bike or with a jump pack, and you got a lot of problems solved. Only see the only issue I see here is that army still needs something on the front line that needs to cop the cop the turn one to the teeth if you go second. Um, yeah, and I don't know Nerd what that wings. is because three yeah, units of nerglings. Three units of three nerglings. That's it, mate. Push them back with the with if you get to infiltrate first, push them back in the same motion. We got a soup here. We got we're cooking, mate. Uh, yeah. I was hoping y'all were just going to say Hurricane Bolters because um, I'm eyeing up a Land Raider Crusader I'd like to play. <laughs> do it. That's do it. I mean, it's, it's, it's rough, but do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the answer is not Hurricane Bolters is where we're going? Okay, I like, oh, y'all's, I like y'all's answer better. Mm, I'm actually, I'm also thinking about small units of Plasma Scepters. Three, a unit of three Plasma Scepters. It's still 18 shots versus the Infiltrators and the Vanguard. So, not, so it's still three, six shots apiece versus the Rust Stalkers because they're over six models with the Wounded on twos and the flat two damage. Um, but there's still, it's just too many points it's not gonna to, do to get it. behind. It's not going, and it's not going to do it. You put a lot of faith in something that's going to get, get strength read off the table. Uh, but so I, what else? So I know we've, we spent a lot of time focusing on, on a couple of these lists. What else do we have here? And then we can jump over to into the Hellstrom. Um, well, that was pretty much all the ones I jumped down, but I think we, we owe it to the people to talk about an orc list. Um, and I'm just going to pull one up at random. I'm, I'm sorry, we didn't have this in the show notes, so it's not going to be up on the screen, but we're going to go to Chuck Arnett's orc list. We're just going to run it down and give us some hot takes. It's it amazing. Off, I love it. It's, uh, ex- exactly. This is the one I, <laughs> I, love, I love the most. Evil Sons Patrol, Death Killer War Trike, um, 10 Boys, and then he's got with their, their Truck Boys, by the way. If you don't know what Truck Boys are, I'll get one of the, the other gents to explain it in a moment. Three Shock Junk Dragsters, five Death Copters, and then he goes into a Death Skulls Outrider. This one has a uh, Mega Armor War Boss who's actually just going to be unkillable. He's literally a, a boulder that's just going to roll into you. Um, then he has a two units of five Commandos, three single Rucker Truck Squid Buggies, two units of five Storm Boys, Two trucks, a snake bites control with Mozrog, which is the big boy on the the special character on the the Squigasaur. Uh, another unit of, of ten truck boys and two units of squi- five Squig Hog boys. That you know what that sounds like to me? I get a smell of that. I'm like, this smells like a Jokari list. It just kept going and going and going with more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. I well, love this list a lot. I love your philosophy of things, and this is something. It's like, look, if you if you're playing, if you're going into in a tournament, outlisted you know, basically out tech or whatever, just mm. don't spend more than 150 points on any of your units on anything. Yeah. Just on anything. Like just look at whatever you can get. Like, Hey, this unit, I don't know if I love this unit, but it's, it meets the criteria of being under 150 points. It can do things on the table. So that's going in the list. Why do you love this one, Alan? Oh, I was just making a joke because you said let's we're going to talk about an orc list, and I said I loved it before I even knew it was in it. But it is oh, good. Really? I, I do like it. Yes, the Squidhog <laughs> Boys. Squidhog Boys, I'm not a fan of just because they're calves and they can't go through walls. So I'm not a super fan of the Squidhog Boys. Mm. Let's go around them. Yeah, they should have been beasts. They're a little slow. I, I think bikes they, might dude, be actually better because they're fast. They're only, yeah, yeah, I think bikes are very good as well and very yeah. getting very. But squeak hogs, are t- dude, they're only 25 points a model. They're just actually- Agreed, agreed. They're just slow. That's my only problem with them is they're just slow. I, I can take things that are faster and can keep up with the rest of the army, um, which which I think is really, really cool, especially since he's taking truck boys. He wants to he wants to have some some real aggressive threats, and the squeak hog mm. boys are kind of like a little bit of a lacking threat, kind of. And in, in certain games with certain terrain placement, especially when it's player placed, your player can really kind of force you to move those squeak that really will take away a lot of their movement. So I, I, I'm not a huge fan of those. Um, but overall, the detachment's really nice. I like the special character. Uh, Mazrog is, is amazing, comes back to I, life. He's just, absurd. He's broken. Um, yeah. I think the sneaky thing, though, is with Relics, 
the regular Squigasaur on a Beast is maybe better than him with some of the relics. Uh, you should look into it. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. So you only see, I only see him taken now. What the people have been talking about when you just don't want to fork out any more CP because, like, yeah. this thing is already three detachments. He's starting with five CP, and essentially, Mozrog is, I think, he's twenty points more than uh, the other one. But he yeah. essentially comes with a Waller trait and a relic already, and so he comes as a package built, and you don't have to put out another two CP to give him a Waller trait and a relic. Yeah, I could definitely I think see that's, that. Yeah, yeah, that's the concession yeah. I'm seeing people make there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. He's got the he's got the three tuners to truck boys, and then the truck boss, which I missed. Sorry, on the the Mega Armor War. I have a truck boss. Oh, absolutely. He's just going to drive that that truck. Especially with the field being what it is, that's uh, mm. it, I like that. Let's go to into the hellstrom. This is an, an event out of the UK. Uh, yeah, we- it's a, it's being held in London, England, by uh, Mickey, Mikey, and the boys over at Hellstorm Wargaming. Check them out on YouTube as a nice little plug for you, Mikey. Um, yeah, definitely friends great- of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Do some great work as well. They do some good, uh, do some good commentary, do some good coverage. I'm hoping to do coverage of this one, and I can have it on a little side screen while I'm watching and commentating on Charity Hammer. Um, quick and 30 stats here. Uh, it's 46 players, if we didn't mention before. Five Admech, three Drakons, three Death Guard, a single Orc, which tells you they're probably not playing with new Codex, and I can pretty much tell you they're not. Um, zero Custodes, one Knight, five Chaos, three of those Demon, one CSM, one Mixed. Um, three Guard, which is actually kind of interesting. Two Nids, 14 Total Marines, the breakdown they're in one Dark Angels, three Space Wolves, uh, two White Scars, two BA, three Ultras. Decent representation of Space Wolves for the first time in a while. And we that's might get, three more Guard than we've seen. And that's three more Guard than we've yeah. seen in a while too. So it's, it's interesting stuff here, but what do you guys think? I think it's a good mix. Really good mix. I wish they well, weren't this, playing Orcs though. That, uh, that this is of... what we've seen. This this top five list or whatever is what we've seen, a quantity of lists, is what we've seen kind of play out with variations of slightly a bit across the scene. Mm-hmm. So if you're going into tournaments, I think we've looked at enough of these to know this is what you're going against. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right. I, I think I we mean, can expect to see an uptick though with Orcs, an uptick yeah. with probably Sisters even still. I think those models are beautiful. I think people will shell out the money for them. I don't know about sisters Admech. didn't go away. Sisters only took a no. backseat while people like you know what the some of those sisters players jumped over to Admech. But now right. everyone's learning that sisters have all the tools, everything that you need to to tech against anything that's going to come up. Is what is what it feels it's, like to me. Saint John is showing them the way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, and there's only, there was only so many Morven Vars to go around, guys. There was only so many people on the shelf. And people still got to catch up there. But this is still seeing... So this is Admech as the most dominant and most numerally... There's more Admech here than everything else, you know? There, hey, then a- Adam, hang on one second. Whole, I got to tell you something. What? Admech are pretty good. Did, did you know? No way. Really? <laughs> We're going to see them. Since yeah, but that's, that's what I mean. But we're still seeing Admech as the most, and uh, and we're seeing that's a, that's a decline in Drakari guys. Usually, it's uh, in the last couple of events, barring a few outliers, Drakari's been the most, with Admech sitting just under, and Sisters a little bit under that. I think that's probably been the tale for the last probably the last month, maybe six weeks. Um, but Admech has slowly been taking up, 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 and now Admech is like two more than Drakari, almost fifty percent more than Drakari, to over over twice as many as Sisters, and more than everybody else. Barring like the whole Chaos Super Faction only has five lists, whereas Admech has five lists. 
and that's kind of what we're going to see. Interesting scene zero custodes, and I think we could we could talk about that a little bit. Maybe that's just the, the meta of um of uh, these. No, gentlemen. we nor in the in the UK list we normally or tournaments we normally see a couple of custodes in there. Usually you do, yeah. yeah. Usually you do, which is interesting. Um, and the so the space marine breakdown is quite interesting to me. This is the first time I've seen more space wolves than anything else you know space wolves are equal with ultramarines usually it's uh dark angels white scars and ultras are the top three usually i see for the faction breakdown for the space marines but space wolves being the most i think people are starting to realize there's actually some great tech in space Marine in space wolves that has gone uh, by the wayside for a lot of reasons um but any alan you got any insights into why the wolves might be showing a little bit more i i think they have a lot of really cool uh you know skill-based tricks and the interactions they have with uh, heroic intervention, the interactions they have with, you know, some of their special abilities with the sagas, I think they just appeal to more people. I think I think they're probably a little bit more fun there than than you know the boring old blood angels. Well, I love what well, you said. Well, hey, I, I, okay, I don't love that. No, you tricked me. He's like, he got, he got it in there, man. He got that little shoe. Tricked there. me. Snip it. Clip guard it, was down, guard rib. was Get down, shiving the rib, got it between the oh, ribs. Oh, I feel so bad right now. Stuck <laughs> it right in there. Oh, you're oh, a savage. But <laughs> what you said about heroic intervention was brilliant. The next thing you said was dumb. But <laughs> heroic intervention is that is that something that's gonna what what they feel maybe giving them a play against some of these tricksy admex stuff. Mate, one hundred and ten percent, and Alan's yeah. was spot on on that. No, no five man unit of storm boys can walk up and take your take your objective away, you know, and just be like, oh, toe in, objective's mine. Oh, sorry, brother, this this chaplain you thought was just here buffing guys, six inch throwing intervention, you're dead. Yeah. I have this guy in Terminator armor runs over there yeah. and just mauls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeats, they, he fly kicks. They have a they have a little bit more of fight last than any other space marine army as well. So that, they can they can dish out a pretty pretty good fight last army with a pretty good rebuttal in close combat and with mm -hmm. heroic intervention in that mix. I mean, it's just it's just a really good soup of of amazingness there. It's spice well, technically mortal wound generation. I mean, you mentioned mortal wound generators and yep. space wolves can do that too. Yes, they yeah. can. Well, they don't have yeah they don't have a bad psyche tree by um by conventional like modern standards actually quite good um but i've got two lists for us to talk about today and these two i've just i've just plucked out um from obscurity because i want to talk about it mana team is coming to this guys if you hadn't heard for the third week in a row mana team is bringing a list it's exactly the same as last one we talked we're not going to talk about it because whatever uh we already, we already talked about it today um but i pulled out Let's an see if he gets turn three <laughs> savagery abounds mr pajama pants um the first one i picked out was mr from john hainstock and this is an eldari list that i actually i actually really liked uh okay big, big, big fan here all right starts off with a battalion of frozen stars which i think is a very good option now for harlequins possibly i think it's better than soaring spite for my taste two troop masters one of them is what you'd expect being um the twilight fang fang master one two yeah. three four five six six five mans with fusion pistols and embraces um a couple of them sorry wait one two two of them with fusion pistols four of them just five mans with caresses and um a couple of embraces um then he's got two units of two um haywire cannon skyweavers and then two star weavers for the fusion boats to play around with so not the five six fusion boats we've been seeing some in some places because the rest of his points are in an outright attachment this one is expert crafters masterful shots from from craftwork elder farcia um with uh, guide and doom a warlock conclave with quick and restrain and for, and then he has one two three units of three shining spears Ooh. and a single unit of sweeping hawks and then he's got two night spinners to round it out and i gotta say 
Ooh. This is possibly the. Uh, this is a phenomenally good list for this. Man, I I like this list. When you were going when you were going through the Harlequin part of it, I was like, man, I feel like it needs a few more bikes in there. Yes. And 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 I was actually I was I was calling the Troop Master the Great Harlequin. That's why I was mm. like I was stuck in the '90s when I was in a conversation before. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, when you got to the Aldari part, I'm like, ooh, this it, is what. Is going it, to do it. Those night spinners, mm. out of sight line of shooting or out of line of sight shooting, being able to getting some free wounds on things. Yeah, this this is good. It really comes together when you add in the shining spears. It really uh, rounds it out nicely. It's not just harlequins in boats. It's not just harlequins on foot. It's frozen stars. So those five mans all of a sudden, you super up with some CP, they start to be those little bombs that trade up. Um, and exactly the same thing with the shining spears. Each one has skilled rider, which I believe is the extra invulnerable save. I can't remember. Is that what that is, Alan? Skilled rider? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So they become all of a sudden, they actually become quite a nuisance to take care of. But what do you think about this one, man? I don't know. Every time I every time I look at one of these type of lists, and I've seen similar lists in the past, I do think I like I like the breakdown he has here with uh, the mm. Eldar. I think he did partner the Harlequins with the Eldar very nicely. I do like the the mix there quite a bit. Not as much as I like some of Sean Naden's stuff, but I do like this one quite a bit. Um, but every time I look at it, I just think, man, Noise Marines would be really good against this. <laughs> and uh, I feel like they would just pick all this up really, really, really fast. They are a good answer for things. I mean, I, mm. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do worry about his delivery for some of the uh, troop units. I, I know he has – you said he has five, right? But I only heard two transports. Only two transports. Um, so he's got yes, some only... stuff walking. Mm-hmm. If he's doubling up, I don't know You know how much room he has. Well, you know, those, are, those are your backfill no. things. He's got so much that moves forward. Like I love the spears and everything because everything is like, oops. Paul, those spears wait. are hiding until they can strike. And then after they strike, they're most likely going to die. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're going to scoot up. They're going to be behind that whatever that middle rank of terrain is or something, whichever you're playing oh, yeah. on. They're going to be yeah. hanging out in there. So everything is moving up. So you need a few walking folks just to be, just to kind of dirtle around in your backfield mm. uh, for when those objectives or, or uh, well, secondaries actually, are relevant. I actually quite like five-man troops as that unit that sits on a, an objective or a, a one that's just outside the deployment zone. Because with the advance in charge, people just forget that, you know, they think I toe onto this objective and I'm not in charge range. And like, sorry, bro, you're like in like five-inch charge range for this unit that you can't see and you forgot was here. Um, and so I, I like them for that thing. But I was wrong. They have six units of Harlequins, guys. Two fusion units and four units that are gonna, probably going to be walking. Um so yeah, that is a few more than I'd, I'd prefer to see. But even then, like I think that the, the, the Shining Spears make up for that shortfall, but you're right about you, the comparison with this and like a Sean Naden build. And I mean, it's, it's really hard to compare anybody to his builds because literally only he makes those work. They don't yeah. work in anybody else's hands. But this is, a, this is a good linear, what you see is what you get. It's going to perform pretty damn well Aldari list for my taste. Well, if you just think about it this way, I like taking, I like spending my points. If I'm going to spend points on a unit that I hope to stay in my backfield and hold an objective, I want it to be still efficient or try to make its points back while it sits in that backfield. So like Dark sure. Reapers with an Exarch are making their points back, even though they're in the That's backfield. True. A star, uh, one of the t- heavy platforms for Dark Eldar, or sorry, Eldar, the Eldar platforms, it could sit in the backfield and be shooting indirect all game long, yeah. scoring an objective. Yep. And no one wants to shoot at one of those platforms. Nobody. Zero people want to shoot at them. Very bad value exchange. You know, yeah, That's very like, terrible. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm spending 95, 100 points on a unit that can't do anything unless you get close enough. And yep. to be honest, once you do kind of get close, and if you're not completely inept at playing the game, you'll just shoot them and they'll die. So, I mean, yeah. like the idea of like, I like when someone forgets that they're here 
that doesn't happen for me very often. I don't know. <laughs> now, Adam, once you're three losses in an event and you're in the bottom tables, maybe it's happened more often. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I don't uh, see that very much. He's got I'm all this get, uh, vim and vinegar get, or uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get Peter the Falcon to pull up your stats, mate. I'm going to put you to shame. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we have one more list to discuss here, and I really want to pull this one up because we haven't. We're, yeah, let's do it. And then we'll get into the fight over Peter. We have literally never done a Tyranid list breakdown on this show, and I thought it was about damn time. And this is what this is like a, a holdout for this archetype. And I wanted to talk about this from Jonathan. He's coming uh, back around, going around the horn. He's past the channel he wants to watch and come back around. He's get <laughs> this is Jonathan Phipps. It's a battalion. Starts off with um, a custom high fleet, adaptive exoskeleton, hypermetabolic hyper uh, acceleration. No idea what that does. I'm assuming hyperbolic acceleration. They move more gooder or something. Adaptive exoskeleton. I think it's a six up invulnerable save is what I think it is. Um, yeah. The Broodlord. It's got a Broodlord, a Neurothrope, another Neurothrope. Then he's got one, two, three, four, five, six units of 30 Termagants. 100, 180 for your eating pleasure. Um, a single Lictor, a unit of three Venom Throbes to give a bunch of minus ones. Then he's got a patrol detachment, this one of Kronos. Another Neurothroat, that's the third one. A unit of 10 Termagants, a unit of 10 Dermagants. A unit, uh, sorry, that second unit has uh, Devourers. Another unit of 14 Termagants, because I don't know, you got points. And then a unit of six Hive Guard, and that's the whole damn list. Okay, oh, so oh, the oh, hypermetabolic acceleration, a unit with this oh, adaptation yeah. advance, when it advances, you can reroll the advance roll. Correct. Uh, Paul, before Adam asks me what I think of this, what do you think there's a unit in the game that would really like to play against this? <laughs> Is there a unit in the game that you think would have a good time? I don't know. I'm just curious uh... if you if you know of one. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I think I think they make a lot of racket. I think they're called uh, racket Astartes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called mute marines. They're called they're called silent silent marines. <laughs> Only nothing but bass players. I was totally anticipating Paul to drop Sanguinary Guard on me. Oh like, yeah, Sanguinary Guard. Guard. <laughs> they, they, they do love to play against you know everything. But, uh, yeah, look, this is like this is. I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is a noise marine's like wet dream, right? Like this matchup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I just wanted to have this on because it does, like needs are getting no love at the moment. I'm like, holy crap! Someone's trying to make the Gorton carpet still a thing in this yeah. edition against oh, all knowledge, time. all it, convention, it, and all reason. Seriously, believe me, I don't want to make it sound like I was throwing shade. It's actually just kind of funny to, to talk about it. And it, it's nice to see these kind of old school things resurface. And I will say that the game is very killy and has lots and lots of shots, but there still may not be enough to get through all these things in, in turn one or two. And if you can get a lead, if you can get ahead on points, then you're basically, you could coast the rest of the game. Well, so I think about some interesting matchups. Like you think about John unit of Obsec, the whole list, one unit of Obsec, you know? This thing gets the jump on you. You can just not have enough time to get the get the game mm -hmm. back on your terms. You don't have a huge amount of, uh, of close combat. Like you don't have the ability to kill sixty termagants in combat in a turn. You can do thirty, like standing on your sitting on your hands. But sixty with a with an involved save is actually annoying, especially oh. if they're minus one to shoot. If, and if um, you make a mistake, if you make if you switch pro target priority, if you get uh, you feel like you need to switch, you'd not burn one completely down and go to the next one. You know, you've basically wasted about all all your turns, and this this yeah. this uh, this player is on you. Mm. Now, the other thing I usually so in in past lists you'd see 
one pocket aggressive unit. You see like one unit of gene stealers just play defense. You put like your your meatiest unit goes into the line and they just take it out. The one unit that will go in like there if they let's say they have one unit of ten infiltrators that literally will pick up six termagants. You know you can send a unit of kraken stealers in go solve that problem. It's interesting this one doesn't. He's just like literally tripled down. I should really call this guy like instead of Jonathan Phipps, I should call him Justin Timberlake because he's trying so hard to bring sexy back, but yeah. it's just Dude, not. He's got two hundred and thirty five gaunts i like that I joke guess, though, adam that was a good joke yeah i like he's it. trying he's trying really I hard like really hard uh, i like um, the hive guard though the hive guard are good that's that's kind of sick that's he's kind of re- re- relying on them i think to take out that's that, yeah that main and that's unit. that's so he's got he's got a bunch of um smites he's got a decent smite factory with the three neurothrapes that get the re-rolls to smite and stuff um oh, sorry re-rolls to cast i think on the ones but um the hive guard is literally his only cp sync he's gonna sync every cp he's got into making those hive guard like crazy crazy good every turn he's got six um, of them he is not playing no he's not playing they're gonna double shoot every turn they're gonna get real ones for standing still with chronos and you know what like to, to they actually will make you put your noise marines in reserve wouldn't they they would PJ. They, no your noise yeah. marines have to be in a pod otherwise the devourer hormor you unit just killed them all Exactly. I mean, right. but then yeah. when they die, they also kill everything too. Oh uh, no! <laughs> so good. But at least so. But that's the crazy thing about noise marines. If we haven't talked about it, guys, you can have them on the table for one turn, and they get to shoot three times. And I assure like, you, we have talked about it. We have. We have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm assure you, we have. We should just get sniffs. We're gonna have a compilation episode of just like all the noise little like the little five minute noise marine segments. That's so what we just go on like vacation. Shows. We'll play yeah. that hour. We'll that hour that. plus of. <laughs> that brings us to the end of the coverage for today. Do you guys want to have a, do you guys want to have a prediction of who's going to win Charity Hammer? Uh, John Lennon. Uh, what a surprise. I've, I've got Lennon winning as well. Uh, I'll go I've with got... Perry on this one. Nice. I've got Lennon playing Danny uh, McDevitt for the win in the final round. And oh, yeah. That's o- true. Mm. I've got Lennon overcoming that filth that Danny brought. I'll, by I'll, some I'll take mystical... Danny. I'll take Danny. Yeah. Oh, that no, is, I'm, that's I'm, an incredibly strong list. We, so we, we have the Broker's a Joke list versus the man whose literal year it is. Like, it's John Lennon's year right now. I don't and know, so man. That's, I that's think John two. Lennon, Sean Naden, and Brad are the three guys in the running. I think it's all – it could be that's all true. of their years. It, yeah, I think it, it's going to come down to LVO. I think they're all really close. So we'll see. It, it's unfortunate that Sean had to – you know, I think I, what I heard was Sean kind of decided not to get the points from – the low yeah. star because of the misrepresentation of that rule, which never impacted any of his games. But I mean, that's, that's the gentlemanly thing to do, but is, uh, that, that yeah, does it, suck for him because he did earn well, that, that, that second let's, place. Let's jump to the Fuego Rapido and close this show out. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the Fuego Rapidos, we uh, give ourselves two minutes to run down a series of topics. Uh, once the clock runs down to zero, we stop talking about it, move on to the next one. Yep. Uh, the, the butts. Yep. So that we're gonna as soon as the clock starts, I'll read the first topic. What is the most undercosted unit? I'm gonna I'm gonna lead out with my own opinion on this one. The Skatari Marshall. Can Ooh. we all say this? <laughs> oh, no. We can. It could no. be a short discussion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now for me, it's the the Skatari Ranger slash Vanguard. I think is one worse than the Marshall. I can get with a single HQ unit, but when you get to take a hundred of those guys at that undercosted value, that's them for me. I'm gonna round us out, make us a team here, and say anything with keywords Skatari. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just staying staying on brand. Fair enough. We could uh, we can close this and now move on to the next one. Uh, best part of going to 40k tournaments, uh, Alan. Let's start with you. 
Yeah, I uh, best part of going to a 40k event for me is uh, definitely the uh, the dinner, the dinner after uh, first night or the dinner after the, the events over if it's a one day and just hanging out with friends and catching up and seeing people and you know what we can't do with COVID. So that's that's what I miss the most more than anything, to be honest. Adam, what you got? I miss my mates. I miss my mates a lot. I yeah. miss my mates terribly. And um, yeah, not being able to see them talk absolutely garbage. Like I miss the I miss the the, the crap talk. Like I, I was going to swear. I miss the just talking garbage with my mates, zoning out. <laughs> can't can't remember what we what we talked about, but somehow we talked for six hours, and I go home with a smile. That's that's what I miss. Uh, I'm going to echo that. And this is this is one thing we probably talk about as much as noise brains, and that is the culture and the camaraderie at these events. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when you're walking in there and you and you're you're in line and you're seeing people, you're looking down the line like, yo man, you know, remember that game? Or y'all ran into in the hall last year. It's the best part of these things. You don't often remember the scores of every game, but you remember who you were with. My uh, my next one, I'm going to double down and go for a second round because yeah. we've got some time on the clock. We got we got 45 seconds. Put it, putting a unit, I've never like so when I paint a model or paint a unit. Oh yeah, for, that's great for an event and use it for the very first time. Oh, oh, first time beautiful. I roll it, rolls dice for it. First time it gets me points or it pops off. It always feels sick. You know what I used Indeed. to do a long time ago? Since we have more time, Adam, if I had a sergeant, a veteran sergeant, like. Do really well in combat, like do something unstatistical and like beat someone yeah. bad or like a grot. I would build a banner for them for the next their next game. I love so they'd like a little banner, and I'd put the name oh, of the person yeah. they killed or what they did, mm. and I'd come to the next event with that banner on. I'd remind them, be like, "Hey, Jason, look, it's got a banner for you <laughs> killed your war boss." You know, like, I love that stuff. And, That's so and this is specific to Chicago, Portillos. Yeah, it's the best part of the thing. Oh, they're expanding <laughs> now. They're expanding. Uh, a uh, place you wish you had a 40k or that we wish had a 40k event uh, oh like, we start a, with like you. a big one yeah like oh. a big old tournament you could go there you travel to and then play 40k oh i have so many options go, go to alan let me have a think yeah this one's kind of tough i would say um for me uh probably japan i'd love to go to japan yeah i'd yeah, love yeah, to play in a 40k tournament in japan I, i've been to a lot of countries playing 40k um but japan is not one of them so i'd like to go there I'd like to do. I don't. I don't know if this is place specific or whatever, but like someplace on the, like, uh, in you know, on the top of a mountain. Maybe not on the top. At least you know, here in the mountain range, you know, see some cool, uh, like uh, tropical mountains with waterfalls and that kind of stuff around. And that would be uh, awesome to play play forty k in a in, in some place like that. You would have loved the boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. They 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 do it up. Yeah. Okay. So I have one. And this is this is a big wish list. So there is already cruise hammer. Let's see Mars. I want cruise league. I want a, I want a one month cruise like down the whole coastline of some awesome country, and and you have a it's a league like you play like a game or two like every day or second day, and like it, yeah, yeah. I'm that thirsty. That's <laughs> <laughs> where you can't you can't not get away from it. You get a get to yeah, make yeah, up for yeah, all yeah. the lost Just, time. Just me and every other player who wants to be there with my whole. So uh, Australian. Uh, shut up. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to that. So the best 40k event experience you've ever had. This this is tough. This is so, this is so especially doing as long at an event and got a got a lot of handshakes afterwards. Uh, the first sorry, uh, one of the first the first competitive event I ever went to, I got best new player. Um, and then everyone was just like everyone was just stoked just seemed like i just got 
enveloped in the community. Everyone wanted to, to shake my hand and say, good day, congratulations, great to meet you. Welcome to the community. And I suppose that was the best bit because I just went like from a, from a guy who just rocked up to have a go to being part of in like an instant. Yeah, for, for me, it's probably War Games 29, 2009. Um, before Austin became what it is now, Austin, Texas, probably one of the coolest yep. cities ever that I never got a chance to live in. Um, and now it's totally different. It's not the same city as it was back then. And uh, that War Games Con specifically was amazing because there was just great, great people there. Nick Rose, Ben Moley, uh, Mitch Tucker, Tony Malave. We all went out, had a good time on 6th Street and uh, you know, had a good time at the event as well. And it was just a really good group, uh, both at the event and after. So that was my favorite event. That's, kind of, that's what kind of sealed it for me for 40K. When I was meeting new people and then you continue to to interact with them, like I was talking about over the years and, and you share these stories and just, uh, the, this um, collection of things and experiences that you then get to relive a little bit of every time you see them again at the next one. You know, it's like we, there is a ton of tournament players, uh, but there's only so many of us, you know. And then we, as we as we do this for the years you do, you get to run into the same people in different parts of the country and, uh, you know knit all that fabric together. I love it. Mm. Uh, who is, was your 40 K hero? This is an interesting one. Ooh, that's actually hard to answer. Oh, it easy. is. Ben Molly. Ben Molly? Okay. <laughs> Why, what is it about him? Uh, the dude is awesome. I don't know, man. He's I, amazing. Everyone, I mean, that, I, everyone that knows me brilliant. pretty well, like says I have a man crush on Ben Molly. So it's, it's probably true. Um, he's just, I, he's just a really cool dude. I don't know if you ever met like a very humble, down to earth guy who's secretly a genius, but never actually like says it uh, or makes you think that he thinks that. Um, and it's just really cool. Shares things with people, like tries to help everyone he meets, like just a genuine, genuine dude and just a really cool guy to be around. Plus, we all like we, we like some, some of the same stuff or well, most of the same stuff. So uh, when I was when I was coming up, he was the guy winning all the tournaments. He was like the big name in 40K when I was when I was a little when I was younger, much younger. Um, and, uh, I wanted to, I was trying to be more like him. So that'd be my, nice. that'd be my pick. Brilliant. Paul, you want to go? I'm still. Yes. No, it's range. such a, it's such a tough question. Uh, you know, I just met some people that have taught me things that, that, that may have really almost like not, nothing really to do with the game, but have all, but everything to do at the same time. Uh, folks like John Wolf, you know, like, uh, Wolf, you know, yeah. from, from the, the war games. I mean, these, uh, that, you know, met people. Uh, that, that I, you know, that I gamed with either at the local club level, you know, people that helped me cut my teeth, uh, in, into, in the 40 K competitive scene and got, it got me better. The people that blew up my rhino, uh, on, you know, the practice game before the first grand tournament I went to him, like, you know what? Everybody's getting jump packs. No more rhinos in this whole stupid army. <laughs> <laughs> they've taught me things you know that those are the people that i consider like like real heroes to me mentors Mm. you know in in that sense of it that definition john wolf's a great guy too good good mention all right i've got two joshua diffie and paul murphy are my two kind of uh, 40k heroes yeah yeah i kind of like the next i don't have much time to stop up yeah cool easy done uh, wow. uh, hey, look, we're out of time. We're out of time on that one. <laughs> How good is Age of Sigmar 3rd Edition? I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, I hear it's good. I hear it's very nice. And I hear uh, I should play it, but I haven't yet. So I don't know. 
So here people talk about the rules. They get to refer to like clauses like, well, if you just go to 10.1.2.3 or whatever, you're going to get the exact answer that you want. And they have amazing models. So what's not to like? Tight, decent. Uh, what I can tell is good rules, great models. Mm. Uh, the models, like literally the disparity in how good every single AOS model is to how kind of absolute dunce town, 20 years old, like fire dragon-esque you know, 40k models are now. We're, we're going to go tragic. over time on this one because I want Alan to be able to properly oh, educate dude. us on this. Uh, I mean, I just got the book because uh, speak of the devil, I had a call with Ben Moley when I had my daughter and he mentioned that AOS was really good. So I picked up the new book and I started reading it because uh, I have plenty of time and uh, it's it's amazing. It's It's really, really good. I love the changes to the rules. I love what they've done with monsters. It's kind of hard to explain unless you're like in the game, but um, but the new 3.0 rule. Yeah, oh, 40 seconds. Let's go. Well, the new 3.0 rulebook is amazing. I recommend everyone who's into into wargaming at all, like go pick it up and read it at least and, and see if you want to play it. I think it's really, really good. I think it's very clear that Games Workshop has two teams that are completely independent, one running ALS and one running 40K, <laughs> because this book is amazing. It is published really well. All of the little tabs are really well. Like the app is good. Everything that I have complaints about on one side is good on the other side. I just wish more people in my area played AOS. That's the only problem I have. But if we get the word out, maybe more people will play and then we won't we'll, have that problem. We'll anymore. get you on a podcast talking about Age Sigmar 3. I want to know more about it as well. I, I mean, yeah, and I, I like this enthusiasm. That's yeah, awesome. My curiosity, man. Like, cause all, all, when I see a range of models that I want to paint, all I need is like someone to suit me up for the game and then someone to play against. And I'm this tiniest bit of encouragement to, to, yeah, to get very, those Very, very good. Very, very good game. Very balanced game. You'll have fun. That's it. Wonderful. Oh, well, if you watched us live, thanks for tuning in. I don't think we had the chat going this particular time, but you can leave some comments. So if you are on YouTube and uh, there's a place to leave a comment and you want to interact with us or tell us how wrong we are or tell us how wrong we got the last show's tournaments with uh, with calling the winner, we want to hear about that because I think that's interesting because, you know, we're, some of this we're, we're just trying to – we're not guessing. We're looking at the data and, and seeing how it plays out. Uh, but, so, hey, we can be wrong, and this is a dice game. Uh, if you are listening to us in one of the podcast aggregators, please leave us five-star reviews. That is an absolute zero-cost way to interact with the show, and it helps other people find us. And so they can also, at one point in time, tell us how wrong that we are. <laughs> Love your work, gentlemen. Thank you all very much. We'll see you all next week. Good night.